This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer We're gonna check, Nibble Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer And today, I am excited to be joined by a Betches co-worker and friend that has not been on the podcast before. She is the director of news and activism, and you also know her as the host of the Betches SUP podcast. Please welcome Amanda Duberman. Hi, Amanda. Good morning, Dylan. You can't keep either of us off a mic for too long, can you? Oh, certainly not. Certainly not. Um, we're here pretty much every day. <laughs> I don't Prolific know. podcasters. Prolific for better or podcasters. For worse, you know, my voice has left the building a little bit today, but you know, not so much that we can't talk shit. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I had like such a nerd moment last week when I saw you guys were out at karaoke. And I mean, if you don't know that Dylan has a musical theater degree, Dylan's going to sing at weeknight karaoke. And I just saw and I was like, his voice, his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was probably a regrettable decision. But here we are. with Here we are. with lots to talk about on a Monday morning. So you spend a lot of your time both both at work and I would say in your free time as well, thinking, talking, reading about politics. And yeah. there was a fun might not be the right word, but a, an interesting little crossover that happened this weekend because on Saturday, there was this video that cropped up on Twitter from Ron Filipkowski. And it was just a video and the caption was just, a Melania sighting on the dance floor at Mar-a-Lago last night. And uh, when I first saw this, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I actually was just thinking last week, like, what is Melania doing these days? I feel like we don't really hear about her. And then like 10 seconds into the video, you just see Ramona Singer and some other blonde lady just dancing, partying, having a good time. Like Not a care in the world. Three feet in front of... Donald Trump and Melania. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, it's not surprising in any meaningful way, but it's just like, it's just funny to me. It, it just is like, LOL. Yep. For some reason to me, and this is what's so strange about it, is that to me, it is surprising, which is my own fault. Like, there is no other area in my life where I don't think about people's politics Mm-hmm. Everything else, even in other reality TV, like whenever it bubbles up in like The Bachelor or when I meet new people or whenever somebody mentions a celebrity, I'm always the person at the dinner or brunch that's like, okay, well, he has an accusation of ra- of racism. Okay, well, she's anti-Semitic. So, so it's very strange to me that like for some reason I can really compartmentalize with housewives. But then you see stuff. It's like, of course, Ramona is like the whole last season. Of course, she's like this. Of course, she's like this. But for some reason, I like let myself compartmentalize. And I do find myself quite jarred by those like exposures. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to me, it's certainly no surprise that Ramona is a Republican. I mean, it's it's been known before. Yeah. But I mean, the. The visual of just it's a Friday night and where do you, where would you go out on a Friday night but Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. and you and your gal pal are just dancing up a storm like inches away from 
DJT's private table. Like, yes, and literally last so week, like, two- like I wouldn't expect to go out somewhere and be next to Barack Obama. Like it's it's wild to just be at a club with the president anyway. <laughs> Right. I know. We like let Ramona off the hook. It's like, oh, wait, but she's there with the former president who two days earlier was like, I should have been marching with those insurrectionists. And she's like, hey, Dot. And there's also just something about like Florida is like it's don't say gay right now. There's so much going on. There's like so much going on in Florida. But of course, those three just not a care in the world. What do you think Ramona and Melania talk about? I don't know. The funny thing with this video is I was thinking about I'm sure that Donald Trump and Ramona know each other in some sense. I don't think they're best friends. But, you know, they were both on NBC networks for a long time. So I would imagine even just when he was doing The Apprentice and, you know, he's had Housewives Mm -hmm. on Celebrity Apprentice and all of this stuff. I would imagine that they are friendly with each other. But I'm like, I don't actually think Donald and Melania like give a fuck about Ramona. Ramona is Ramona in the grand scheme of things is a very small fish. She is not Married to a billionaire. She's not married to a CEO. She's not running some major corporation. She's like a, she's like a reality We star. don't even know if we're, she's a real housewife anymore, right? <laughs> like, she might not even be that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious to get your kind of take on whether you feel like somebody like a Ramona or, you know, a housewife that could be problematic in some ways – does that make you not want to see them on your TV or do you just kind of have to contextualize that when you watch it? Because obviously you spend so much of your time outside of watching Bravo analyzing these things and, you know, coming up with points on them. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say like, it's pretty, it can be easy for me to compartmentalize and separate them. But then immediately I have the thought about the people in our society who like can't really do that because it's like, easy for me and for us to say as white people watching Ramona just not want to deal with the concept of racism or her own racism and her own prejudices and being blatantly like, I guess blatantly anti-Semitic, I guess was the time where I was like, I had to turn that episode off as like Mm. a Jewish person. That was really, really rough. That was very, very hard. So it's like, I can't compartmentalize, but I feel like especially since like, if not Donald Trump's election, then, you know, 2020 and a lot of education around there, just like, I think it made people sort of have to like, our inability to split them kind of like evaporated a little bit more because now I'm not just like, for me, I can't just watch them do this knowing that they're bad people in their their normal life. I'm like, you want to not talk about racism. You want to not own up to it. Like, that's fine, but you can't be on the, the real housewives. For me, it's just like, it's not fair to reward that ignorance anymore. That's what I think about. Like, I can watch Ramona be silly and do turtle time and her not talk about it at all, but it will always sneak back up on me. Like, why does she get a paycheck for being like this? So I don't know. I'm conflicted. I'm sort of like, I have to like walk the walk on my values sometimes. And it's sort of like, sometimes I'm like, do I, am I personally bothered? Of course I can suppress it for an hour, but there's a lot of people who like can't. I think there's also, cause you'll see some people make the comment of like, I watch housewives as an escape from reality, like leave politics out of it. And I think there is some level where I get that and I get that you just want to be entertained but I think you're right that when the topics are coming up on the shows then you can't ignore it like I can't just pretend that I don't know anything about somebody's views when Mm -hmm. they're showing me what their views are whereas I do think I don't necessarily I definitely don't think every housewife needs to have the exact same political opinions as I do. And there are housewives that I think are great on their shows that I'm pretty sure 
have not voted for all the same people that I have. And I don't really, to me, it's like, I can't spend too much energy, you know, hating somebody because they might have voted for a different party than me. But it's like, if we're going to talk about race on the show and you're saying problematic, cringeworthy things, I'm not going to ignore that. Exactly. I'm with you. It's like, I'm sure a number of OC housewives, even the ones that did not obviously (laughs) vote for Donald Trump, but yeah. the, like, I'm sure plenty did. There are probably so many housewives that voted for Donald Trump in 2016. And I can go about my life not thinking about that. But then when they're on the housewives, like I think Ramona was like straight up like defending like Trump at times. Yeah. When you like make it present on the show and the show and Bravo is like, I guess it seems like Bravo wants the job of a housewife to change slightly. I mean, it seems like part of the job now is like having those conversations. And if you refuse to do that, you're not fulfilling the responsibilities of your job. So bye. Yeah, I think it's they've kind of put themselves in a tough position by having so many shows for so long that were exclusively white women or almost exclusively white women. And then I I mean, this has been talked about by so many people and people that are better qualified than me, but that some of their efforts to diversify, while diversifying is a good goal, have been a little bit have fallen a little short because it's like, yeah, you can't just, yes, you can't just send in one person of color to a room full of hostile white women and then just be like, look, it's integrated. Like, exactly. That's not, <laughs> that's not actually going to make anybody's life better at the end of the day, just because there's somebody who's not white on a housewives show. Like, it has to be a little more meaningful than that. I was kind of disappointed to see that Shaw's of Sunset isn't going to be coming back, partially because it is one of those shows where, It's an authentic show about a group of friends who are not white and they have Mm -hmm. a very specific experience and a specific cultural background. And I always thought that was something that they really embraced and showed off on that show. And Shaw's was not my favorite Bravo show. So I'm not like, yeah, I'm not like sitting here crying about it. But at the same time, I'm like, they had a good thing going and it Mm -hmm. and it it's unfortunate. I think that that kind of show is going to be lost and I don't know if there's going to be another one. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like especially like like what you were saying when there's only one housewife of a certain background, it's like when you have like a Shaws of Sunset or a Family Karma or even some of the housewives, like yeah, those issues are going to come up because they're going to say to each other like, oh, I had this happen. And then someone will say, well, they had a similar experience that had a racist tinge. And then it's going to come up. Whereas you have like Ebony, who I think that we can, I think broadly people think the way that she went about some of the conversations was a little ham-fisted or the producers were pointing her in a way, but like it's so much harder for Ebony to just volunteer this experience that none of the women relate to or want to talk about where it's like if you have another person there to validate it and be like, oh yeah, then maybe you get a little bit more, frankly, credibility among the group to actually like discuss it. And they're not setting up those housewives for success really. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I'm definitely curious to see with the Roni reboot that's going to be new women, what they really where they land kind of because when Andy did that interview with variety, he was, you know, saying they want a diverse, interesting, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 like all the different adjectives of people that they want, but it didn't sound like they had necessarily gotten very far in looking for or finding that group of people. Definitely not. So yeah. I'm, I think it's a great goal and I, I would love to think that there's this like, unicorn group of friends out there that's like perfectly diverse and have all different walks of life and yeah. different backgrounds and different career paths and stay-at-home moms and yeah segregation is only on the housewives <laughs> right um <laughs> but we haven't necessarily seen bravo succeed mm-hmm. when they've like sought out quote-unquote diverse casting what do you think about how it's played out with the season of summer house because i feel like as i was talking i realized that sort of is an example of like maya was able to say i'm feeling this way and sierra was there to validate her Mm -hmm. and was able to like really hype her up during that conversation that was like really productive for everybody whereas like if it were just one of them or like that conversation would not have obviously you have a different generation of like cast members i think that is definitely a big difference seeing a show that's made up pretty much all millennials versus a show like Roni where they're like boomers, old Gen X. Like, not that every millennial group of friends would handle a conversation like that well, but I think (laughs) with (laughs) with that specific group, they all understood that it's like, okay, this might not be something that I have a lot of experience talking about or am necessarily super comfortable or well-versed in having these conversations, but I know that it is important. And not to be cynical, but there also is that level of like, I know I'm on TV right now and it will be a bad look if Mm -hmm. I am dismissive of the Black woman who says that she's having feeling othered in this group. And I think, you know, like it sounds shitty to say that that would be like a calculated thing. But at the same time, it's like if you have this platform and you're on TV, you also have a kind of responsibility mm-hmm. to show that those conversations can be had in a productive way. And so it's like not only should you do it from being a good person standpoint and wanting Maya to feel welcome in the house, but also it's like, what are we doing here? Like we need to 
do this in a way that isn't going to be cringeworthy and painful for people that are watching at home. <laughs> right. Right. They have like, no, that's a, that's a good point. They have no sense of their obligation to like not make the audience cringe. Like you're there to like entertain us and keep us engaged. And every time Ramona's on the screen, I just want to like, I just want to turn it off. Who do you, I also wanted to ask you, which, <laughs> which summer house cast member do you think would be the best real housewives? Cause I know we're all yeah. thinking Lindsay Hubbard, but I feel like we can expand this conversation. Cause I feel like I would make a very, I just feel like Paige could like anchor a Real Housewives. Like she could be a narrator. I think, yeah, I've talked with a couple other people about where Summer House might be going after yeah. the next season or two, because it does feel like at some too. point, if everybody is coupled up and people are pushing 40, like you're going to kind <laughs> of, you're going to kind of yeah. reach the ceiling of the Summer House format. Mm -hmm. But then it is hard because we've never... I guess technically now with Dubai, Caroline Stanbury is the first Bravo celebrity to come from another show to being a housewife. But it's still different because we've never had somebody who kind of was on one of the like, quote unquote, right, younger right. shows age up into being a housewife. I know there was a couple years ago, it felt like there was a lot of chatter about, oh, could Stassi be on Beverly Hills or maybe Lala will be a housewife. And that never really I don't think that was ever really being discussed yeah. in a meaningful way at Bravo. But with Roni, it feels like there potentially would be more of a natural kind of slide in because they wouldn't way. be entering a group of existing housewives. Right, right, right. So I don't know. I mean, I think I enjoy Lindsay so much as a reality TV personality, but I don't necessarily see her with like, I don't, this is, I feel like this sounds rude, but it's like, I don't know if they <laughs> mention if, it all. <laughs> I know if they have a group of like high powered boss bitches who are like 40 ish. Yeah. I think it's hard because we've never seen Lindsay in that context. Mm -hmm. Like with Summer House, the goal is always get drunk, party, mm -hmm. fight, hook up, you know, like it's a yeah. very specific type of show. Yeah. And so it's not like anybody is doing anything wrong by playing into that because, I mean, that's why you've lasted six years on a show like that. But at the same time, it's like with Housewives, there is a slightly different tone. It's a different and performance. Think, it's a different gig. Yeah. And I think it's hard for me to imagine Lindsay doing that, not because I don't think she could, but just because we haven't seen that side of her before. Yeah. So it's like an interesting prospect. It could be great. Paige, Similarly, I think she is like, she strikes me just a little young. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like, they're definitely going to go lower in age than the existing right. cast, which is just like older now because the show has been on for so long. But yeah, also if Lindsay, like, it looks like she's, uh, Lindsay, it seems like she'll have a baby as soon as, as soon as <laughs> it's possible. So like, I don't know if like newborn, new housewives, even though that, yeah. even though we've seen that multiple, multiple times. But honestly, I mean, not to put any pressure on Lindsay that she should have a kid for reality TV purposes. But I feel like if she had a baby, I would almost see her working better on Housewives because I think it would kind of distance her from Summer House a little yeah, more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas like if it's just like last week I was at the Hamptons and now I'm at the Hamptons with the Housewives, like it would feel a little jarring, I think, to just be like, okay, I drove across the street and now I'm hanging out with Housewives yeah. instead of you know, drunk kids. True. Not that anyone is that young. I mean, her 35th birthday was yeah. a couple weeks ago. So. What I can't imagine would be Carl as a house husband. That I can't imagine. 
Yeah, that's tough. I, it almost is like, it's almost just like there's too much water under the bridge. Like, we have her character really... is already, it's a summer house character. Like, she's a yeah. summer house, like, she's so good at that. We've had plenty of housewives who were notable for some reason before they were on the show, and even some who have dabbled in reality TV, but nobody that we've really watched over the years on a reality show play out with storylines, with ups and downs. You know, like Denise Richards had like done reality TV before, but it wasn't the same. And it had been a long time in the past where I think, it, yeah, it would be weird if it was just like six months from now, Lindsay is on Housewives instead of Summer House. It'd be like, okay, that's kind of just feels like stunt casting almost. Yeah, I think it'll be like, I'm just so eager to hear who they do choose because obviously we live here and like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, we know a lot of people, whoever they choose, at least some of them, we're going to know somebody who knows somebody who knows a lot about them. So I cannot wait for just like them to choose so I can get the tea. (laughs) I remember when Leah McSweeney was filming for her first season before they had like announced, Aileen had like reached out to me and she was like, (laughs) she was like, my dentist told me one of his patients is the new housewife. (laughs) And like there was there were no details. I mean, like I had heard like whispers that yeah. somebody named Leah was filming, but it was just like that is the most New York thing ever that it's like, oh, I was at physical therapy and my the practitioner told me that somebody she heard was a friend of a friend. Like yeah. it's so it's so wild. But then okay, so what's gonna happen to Leah? Is she gonna be on the reboot or the like the old faves version? I feel like she doesn't fit naturally into either because she's so new. Um yeah, and I think that is fine. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Look, I liked Leah a lot her first season. I still liked her just fine the second season, even though I think public opinion on her sort of soured a little bit. I don't think she needs to be a housewife forever. I think yeah, she was it served its I think she was solid casting for the situation in which she was cast, but I still think overall the like future of the franchise is more important than like finding a place for Leah Absolutely. to be on TV. Yeah. She just, yeah. she, her book is coming out. She's yeah, doing she'll be fine. fine. Yeah. She's like friends. She has friends in high places. I feel like she'll be okay. Yeah. She'll keep selling her, her sweatsuits. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> her and Brooks. Spring has sprung and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX is the Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Are you excited for Real Housewives of Dubai? I can't wait. I'm so excited. I mean, I as I've told you, like I used for like the past like six years, I've been really kind of like in exclusively Beverly Hills in New York after sort of watching everything. And then in the past year, I have caught up. I've watched all of Potomac. I'm now, well, I watched all of Miami. I am now watching OC. I didn't watch the intervening. I felt like I couldn't handle the Bronwyn or who's the who's the really problematic one? Is it Bron? No, Bronwyn's. Bronwyn is the is the messy one. Kelly Dodd is Kelly the Dodd. truly problematic one. Yes, yes. Who, by the way, over the weekend, I don't even want to. I won't spend too much time talking about this, but Kelly Dodd, she had announced one day. I think it was like Friday. She announced that she was going to appear at some LGBT event, and was like, "I'm I'm going to be here." I don't know the background. Oh, Why would they book her for that? Yeah. And then literally, like the next a few hours later, she posted a transphobic meme on twitter and ridiculous <laughs> then the next day was like i've been uninvited from this lgbt <laughs> event they said that i was blah 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 and that's not what i meant i just thought it was a funny joke and then apparently she went on youtube my friend sent me this video which i did not even have the energy to watch but like she was saying she like misunderstood the, the joke meme yeah and like didn't realize it was transphobic but then also was saying something about like community of womanhood which sounds turfy to me yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. it's like kelly, sounds like they made the right choice <laughs> yeah and Ke- i mean kelly is doing a very danielle staub thing l- of last season where after danielle like made a big deal of leaving the show allegedly on her own terms she then watched every episode on instagram live <laughs> Whereas like Kelly, Kelly oh, is on Twitter during the episodes being like, thank God they fired me. This is a mess. And it's like, God. girl, what a mess. turn off the TV, find something oh. else to watch. I'm glad I skipped that era. But since I'm like, I've been sort of like in the practice of getting to know new Real Housewives. And mm-hmm. so now I'm just like, I feel like I'm part of it. I feel like it's all for me. Every, every step of the way I'm thrilled. I can't wait. The cast seems like, and I don't mean to be rude, but like a little bit uncharacteristically accomplished for a Real Housewives cast. <laughs> There's yeah, we had uh Danny Murphy on and we went through kind of person by person, listened, but yeah. they all have a lot going on. Yeah. The I love seeing you know the background like they're from all over the world, you know, mm-hmm. it'll we've never yeah. had we've had like some eclectic casts before, but never something that was like truly international in that way. So I think that'll be really you know, just kind of like fascinating to watch what the vibe is like. Yeah, like the expat experience and like the pushback they get. It's going to be very cool. And I'm sure it'll just be so lush and amazing to look at. I know. And people, I mean, people have a lot of qualms about the way, you know, the situation in the UAE and whether it's like ethical to be watching Mm -hmm. a show that takes place there. And they, you know, they're like anti-LGBT, whatever. But it's like, in a way, it's like, is the US that much better? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like this can be a corrective for Sex in the City, too. Like, we all oh my need God. <laughs> to revisit this this setting with these type of women and get it right this time. But yeah, I'm thrilled. And I, I am curious to see how those things come up, if they do, and how they like how they broach. Yeah. Them. Meanwhile, Miami is filming their next season right now. I hope they're like saying gay. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Episode. I know. I, that's true. Totally. 
Uh, yeah, my uh, the, I know you you just recently like caught up on Miami. That season was yes. so good. It was a pleasure. Also amazing to watch. Yeah. It feels like we're in a good kind of groove with Bravo stuff right now. There was a little bit of like a bleak time during the yeah. pandemic. Like I feel like Dallas had that rough final season and New York was in a weird place and Atlanta kind of had a stumbly season. But now it's like, I mean, Salt Lake was bringing the drama 24-7. Everybody's been liking New Jersey this season. Beverly Hills looks like it's going to be great. Miami's back. Like, it feels like there is finally good momentum again. I think Bravo, like, listens to what people are saying. And they don't take all of it, but, like, they know when their audience members are, like, ready to bow out. And they <laughs> they try to fix it. Like, Certain things needed like this, this season of OC, like it very much feels like a transitional season, but there's still mm-hmm. like forward movement. Whereas like the season of Summer House, I was going to make the same point you did. Like it felt like a transition season, but there's no forward movement. Whereas a lot of the Real Housewives, like, I feel like we're finally getting some plotting. We're moving along. Like OC is very like, I love, I kind of love when housewife seasons are like a little chiller. Like I don't mind sitting watching them giggle over chicken salad. I love it. That's what I want to <laughs> do with my time. I do think the balance is important because with like this season that Salt Lake just had or thinking back to Potomac, the season when Monique and Candace had their altercation. Yeah. The experience both of watching that live and was so (laughs) rough, honestly, but even revisiting those episodes, it's like, damn, this is bleak. Like, and it feels like nobody in the group really... It's like there are friendships within the group, but nobody in the group is really like happy to be there. And it just is like so dark every time that the group gets together. And sometimes it's fun when it's just like bickering and laughing and a good time. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry. Are you sorry? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Let's go get drunk and eat chicken salad. Great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, while Heather accosts Noella downstairs, we we are just going to enjoy ourselves. So Noella... Why does Noella only have, normally I would not remark on these things, but Noella only has like 70,000 Instagram followers and is not verified. Am I following the right account? What is yeah, going on? Yeah, I've noticed that she's not verified and I can't remember, maybe Dr. Jen isn't verified either. And I feel like usually, can't Bravo just like send yeah. an email to Instagram and be like, hi, these are our new cast members. Please give them the blue check That's ASAP. Like- I would, I would, because I would also suspect that they maybe even in their contracts are like, it probably doesn't say like, make sure you're posting five Instagram stories the night, but it probably says like, you have to fulfill some marketing duties, like sharing to Instagram. So then the network has an interest in like helping you blow up. So I just wonder if they've already decided that Noella is like not long for Real Housewives of Orange County. And, but it's just so interesting that like people aren't taking to her. I just found that because I quite like her. She's not perfect, but. You can just see her internal struggles and that she just has so much like growth to do and probably like darkness she's gone through. But I I like her. So I was just, I don't know. The most shocking thing I have to offer was that Noelle only has 70,000 Instagram followers. Okay. Dr. Dr. Jennifer Armstrong only has 57,000 Instagram followers and she's not verified either. That's so weird. Meanwhile, Nicole Martin, Peacock housewife, to be fair, 74,000 and she is verified. Okay, okay. Nicole Martin. Which feels which uh, feels a little more on track for me. Yeah, yeah. At least she has a blue check. <laughs> the blue check feels I mean <laughs> they're like 
not to be rude, but you have a blue check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like blue checks don't even have to do with followers. Usually mm-hmm. they have to do with like if if you can convince Instagram that somebody might pretend to be you and that you need to like have a blue check. So it's just like it's very strange to me that I just wonder why who Bravo decides to advocate for. And it's just really yeah. interesting which housewives become social media celebrities and which don't like Nicole definitely seems like she has like she has the look. I would love to look at her all day and look at her outfits, but she's also an anesthesiologist. So I bet she's not really she's not like this isn't all she does. Whereas like Lisa Renna, this is all she does. <laughs> right. Like Dorit, when she does like a glam and an outfit photo shoot, that can be her whole day. Right. And I want to watch that on Instagram. And I just wonder why people don't want to watch that for for Noella. I don't know. I don't know. I think, yeah, this season of OC is in kind of a weird position because they, I think they put so much of the emphasis around the return of Heather Dubrow, like all of the TV ads and all of the promos and everything were all like, the queen is back in the (laughs) OC. Watch Heather on this season. And it's like, that's not... (laughs) I understand the strategy, but at the same time, it really is like telling you nothing about the conflict of the season or the storylines or the other characters. I mean, you have obviously like Jennifer and Noella are new, so they're not going to be like, watch Noella on the Mm -hmm. promo. But -hmm. it's like Shannon's been on the show for like seven seasons. Gina and Emily have been around for I think three, 13, 14, this is their fourth season together. And so it's like, it's not like a cast of randos aside from Heather. Like they could, yes. I think they made a, a very uh, deliberate choice that they were like, Heather is going to be like the selling point of this season. And I, I haven't had a major issue with Heather this season. I know some people have been pretty underwhelmed by her performance, but I, I do think I don't know that I think it was a great decision to really sell the season solely on mm-hmm. Heather's back because it's like you have other compelling pieces of the puzzle. Even yeah. if even if it's not the best season ever, I don't think that it's just like the Heather show and everybody else is doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, like I did not watch for a while and I wanted to pick back up. And what is keeping me engaged in it, I will say, is not really Heather. I just really enjoy I really enjoy Gina. I really enjoy Emily. Shannon's fun to watch. I feel like the issue is that Heather is sort of seems interested in like instigating some conflict because she gets so mad about things, but nobody's really like standing up to her. Like, I don't know, maybe she needs, I think she needs Tamara. Like she'll confront people with the exception, I guess, of Noella, who just sort of sits and stares, but they don't really get into it. And Shannon, everyone's just sort of like, okay, Heather, I guess you're right. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. So it's like, we just keep moving forward. Right. We, yeah. I've talked about this with other people that it's like, Heather needs an adversary that isn't Noella because Noella, unfortunately, just like doesn't really have the, yeah, the like standing to really yeah. make a dent at all. And I think, I think Tamara would be really interesting. I mean, I want Tamara back. I'm like on record saying that, but I don't think we really know how Tamara would feel about Heather Dubrow because Tamara and Heather were not like. Sp- Warren enemies in the past, but they also didn't always get along. And I think Tamara is also kind of a wild card because, and this is, I think, one of her big strengths, she will do whatever the show needs her to do. And so if she comes back and they're like, okay, you need to get under Heather's skin this season, she'll be like, put me in, coach. Sounds totally. good. Exactly. Where's yeah. the, I'm signing the contract. Like, and I think, I mean, the Tamara and Shannon thing is just like, I need that. <laughs> I need yeah. to see that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 
as much as I think sometimes with Housewives, we overuse the casting like demand mm, of just like bring yeah. back so and so. I do think with OC, it's like they brought back Heather, and I think it would make that click better if there was some mm-hmm. other kind of past people in the mix. Right, right. It's like, well, why bring back Heather? Because of her dynamics with some of the previous people that are not like playing out in the same explosive way that we we would have hoped. But right, like Heather as a figure on her own is entertaining, sure. Like I love seeing the house. She's really funny sometimes. She can be. I like when she puts people in their place like that can be entertaining. But like Housewives at its core will always be an ensemble show. And I think the I hope that next season they have some ideas for how to sort of flesh out the ensemble because I think this year they're just like yeah. missing that a little bit. But I'm still I haven't hated this season by any no, means. No, it's just I, I sometimes I just feel like and I mean this in like a neutral good way. I feel like I'm watching Laguna Beach. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I'm just watching these people go about their days with pretty like low stakes problems. Like these are not really big problems. I mean, obviously, Noella's are considerable problems, but like, yeah, it's fine. I like watching their like they're in their like Gina just has like a normal house. <laughs> like, right. And we've been we've been in this kind of holding pattern for half the season of like, do you think Shannon could be jealous of Gina? Yeah. And then Gina needs to put a pen in it. <laughs> and it's like, wh- where are we really going with this? Like, nobody actually cares. Yes. The main thing I have picked up from this season has been my latent New York accent where I'm just like Shannon and I say Steve Bannon. <laughs> Steve Bannon. <laughs> that's how I pick it up again. I always, that's when I get back into it. She well, sent Steve me an Bannon. article from Breitbart. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what Gina's doing. That's oh my God. <laughs> Steve Bannon is going to be Bannon. in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> Say Bannon like Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Bedore. Oh gosh. Oh Not my gosh. the steel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, Amanda, this has been so fun. I'm glad. I we know. I'm got glad to, we got to do it while chat. being recorded. <laughs> Not just distracting you from your job, but as part of your job. You will have to come back sometime soon because yeah, we're going to have a lot of shows sure. to recap coming up. Before you go, remind everyone where they can listen to you and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, me personally at, at Amanda Duberman. And then we do the Betches Up podcast Monday through Thursdays. Uh, it comes out in the early afternoon, me and a bunch of co-hosts. And occasionally we can get Dylan on to co-host. <laughs> and that is just search the Betches Up podcast. It's usually like 30 to 40 minutes. And we just like gab about what's going on in the news or culture. Sometimes it's a pop culture thing. Sometimes usually it's almost it's almost always politics, but we try to throw in something light, things in like feminism, just like the stuff that like you might not feel like texting your friends about, but you want to unpack. That's what we're doing every day. Love that. And while you're checking out the Betches Sup, don't forget to rate, review, and follow this show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Betches.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.